The content of this recording is copyrighted by Sandler Systems, LLC. All rights reserved. This is the Building Blocks of Success with Glenn Matson. Session two, the building blocks of success. The theme now is the success triangle. When we look at the success triangle, last time, remember, we talked about it, is success is in the middle of that triangle, and success is whatever you want it to be. But obviously, you're going to be talking about sales and we're talking about growing your business. So the success that we're going to be referring to is around business. But again, it can be family, it can be health, it can be spiritual, it can be a whole bunch of different things. Now, within that middle of the triangle of a success triangle, remember that we talked about that it has to have congruency between three key core elements. Those core elements is your attitude, which is the top of the triangle, the bottom left is your behavior, and then the bottom right is your technique. So attitude, like we talked about, is everything in the head, heart, and gut. Behavior is all about what you have to manage, the what. And then the technique is all about the how, right? Strategies and tactics. So let's look at the behavioral triangle. Just like the success triangle, let's put this visually so that you can see it. The behavior is going to be in the middle of this triangle. On the top of it is the words goals. The bottom left is going to be the plan. And the bottom right of the triangle is going to be action steps. So when we look at behavior, behavior is all about goals, plans, and action steps. Your goals, your plan, and your action steps. Now, we all know that goals are important. And unfortunately, you've seen this a thousand times. I'm sure you've seen it on LinkedIn. I'm sure you saw it on TV, et cetera, et cetera. Most people have New Year resolution goals that they will make in January. And do you realize that 83% to 84% of those people are no longer even remembering what the hell their goals were or have any commitment to pursue those goals by the end of February? Do you realize that eight to 10 weeks into their goal setting program, they bail? That's amazing to me. So let's make sure that we're clear about what goals on top. Goals are a goal. They're not something that you would hope to have. That's a dream. So let's be very clear on what the differences are. A dream is something that you dream about when you're driving in your car or you're sitting at the beach or you're going for a walk and you would say to yourself, wouldn't that be nice to have? That's a dream. But when a dream cooks inside your noodle and goes around a little bit, you add commitment to it and you add desire to it. Then you also look at it and say, hey, what are you willing to do to get this, right? Of course, legally, morally, and ethically. But we start adding components to it, and those dreams turn into hardcore beliefs of, not what I want, I will get. And that means your dreams have now turned into a goal. A goal is an objective. Let's make sure we're really clear on this. A goal is not a hope. What I'm going to refer to a goal is a goal is something that you're willing to fight tooth and nail to achieve. That is an objective. That is something that I want to have. That is something I will have. That is not something I hope to have. Hope is not something we're going to put plans together for. Let's make it sense. We're abundantly clear on that. So goals, they're really important. Now, we've seen and heard, again, 87% bag out after 10 weeks. But you know the other thing that's interesting? There are statistics out there that will tell you roughly about 80% of the population 
will go to work each day. They come home. They will play with the kids or do whatever they do after work. They will eat. They will watch some TV, do whatever they do, and then go back to bed, and they wake up and repeat and rinse. 80% of the population. And there's this chunk of the population, roughly about 13 14%, that have an idea of what they want in life. They have an idea of what they want in life. Then we have roughly less than 4% that actually have in their mind goals. They have a vision of what they want. Nothing written, but they have it in their head. And then you take less than 1%. And this is a staggering thing. Now, granted, I am deal with an awful lot of salespeople, awful lot of companies, awful lot of executives. So most of those individuals I are in the swimming pool with and deal with on a daily basis have goals. So they're in that 1% club, but I want to share with everybody else is the importance of goals. 1% of the population actually have goals. It's actually less than 1%, but they have goals. They have them written. They review them on a quarterly or semi-annual basis, and they share it with other people, less than 1%. Now, do you know that this, this is staggering? I think it's awesome. But the 1% club actually out-earn, out-earn in their lifetime nine times more than the 14% that actually have an idea in their head. And by the way, that 14% are typically eight to 10 times more productive than the other 80%. Those are staggering numbers on what you need to have, right? We've all heard the cliches and the one-liners right? The surest way to make sure that you fail is not have a plan, right? All that fun stuff. But we got to have goals. Now, let's take a look at goals real quick because I want to spend a couple minutes on this. This is important. Goals are your core of your why. That's what you're willing to fight for. And again, it can't be something in your mind that's, eh, be nice to have. You got to be willing to fight like tooth and nail to achieve these things. Because for some of us, as we go through this journey in the success triangle, going to find out that some of the attitudinal roadblocks that you have are pretty big. And it's going to take a lot of time and energy and effort on your part to fix them. So you better make sure that you want to achieve what you're going to write down and put together as a plan. Because some of you listening in are going to have, like I did, I had a hell of a journey that I had to go through to change my beliefs, to change some of my attitudes, to reinforce and get rid of procrastination, fear of rejection, all that stuff, to follow consistently with my plan, stop doing procrastination. My God, I was the best at procrastination ever. But at some point, you have to ask yourself is, am I willing to get in the game and do what I'm supposed to do to get to where I want to go? And if the answer is no, either get the hell out of the game or pick another goal because it's not motivating you to get up and move forward and lean into it. So your goals are really important. Now with that, Goals need to be broken down to three areas. Those three areas is long-term, short-term, and daily. What I mean by long-term is typically three to five years out. So if you're in your early 20s, by the time you're 30, what does it look like? When you're 30, 35, what does it look like? Now, some people have super clear ideas of what it looks like long-term. Other people have a vague idea, but what they know is, the destination, they just don't know clarity of what they're going to look like. For instance, they may say, by the time I'm X age, I want to earn Y. And they know hell or high water, they're going to get to that measuring stick. So you got to understand long-term goals. With your long-term goals are short-term goals. Now, short-term goals are typically six months to three months out. Short-term goals are great measuring sticks. Short-term goals are making sure that if you have to make a pivot, that you are making the right types of pivots to get to where you want to go. 
So short-term goals are really important, especially if you have staff, right? You want to give them short-term goals, but for yourself, short-term. Checkpoints of proficiency. Third area is daily. Daily is your daily scorecard. Listen, no disrespect to anybody, but every time you get out of bed and your feet hit that floor, you have X amount of hours to do the things that you're supposed to do to move that ball forward and move you closer to your areas of success. That's called a daily scorecard. Your daily scorecard has to be broken down to the behaviors, not just results. So let's talk about this for a second. Inside the behavioral area, we have to remember a rule. The rule is you can only manage what you can control. And what you can control is your behavior. You influence outcomes. You control behavior. You have the option to do it or not. You have the choice to do the dialogue or not. You have the choice to ask the question or not. It's your choice. So when you have goals, they must be broken down to behaviors, not just results. Results, you influence behavior you can control. So when you break it down, those daily goals are what are the results goals, but more importantly is what are the behavioral goals. So for instance, if you're supposed to be setting up two appointments a day just to make something easy, but it takes you 20 dials to get one appointment. Well, your behavior is 40 dials a day. And what you're hoping to achieve by doing your 40 dials is two first appointments. So the results are nice for a measuring stick, but always have your goals behavior-based because that's what you can control. So you have long-term goals, short-term goals, daily goals. Remember, when you get knocked down and everyone's going to get knocked down, everyone's going to have roadblocks. It's going to happen. It's just pure ignorance if you don't think it's going to happen to you. So you got to have those long-term goals. When you get knocked down, you stand up and you look past today to where you want to go. When you look at where you want to go, that needs to pull you through the crap you're in right now to get you out of the quagmire. When you don't have long-term goals and you get stuck and you hit a wall, you look three feet in front of you and you stare at it. You got to look way past that to your long-term goals. Those long-term goals have to drag you to where you want to go. And since most of us are visual, there's nothing wrong with having your long-term goals written places. You should have them written down. Quite honestly, your long-term goals, and we'll get into this more later, really should be in about eight or nine different areas of your life, right? You have financial goals, you're going to have family goals, you're going to have health goals, you're going to have attitudinal goals, spiritual goals. You have a whole bunch of different areas. But you also have to make sure your goals are not what we call afterburn, where one goal is conflicting with another goal. For instance, I have a client that put down that they are going to be doing networking on a CEO level, but that's going to take two nights a week out of the home. But his family goal was is to have dinner with the kids every night during the week. So those two goals were actually conflicting. So just make sure you have no afterburn when you do your goals, if you're going to do it in more than just a sales standpoint. Now with your goals, that's what again draws you into it. And we'll talk more about how to put the prospecting plans and connect the behaviors to a minute, but big picture goals, long-term, short-term, daily. Need to know where the hell you're going in three or five years. You got a lot of passion for it. You got a lot of, of commitment to get there. You got to have your checkpoints and proficiencies, which you're taking a look at three months or so, what that looks like. Obviously, you have monthly goals for sure, but you also need to have daily goals. So every time that when you're done, you're brushing your teeth, you get back into bed, you can sit there and stare at the ceiling and say, I did what I was supposed to do today, or I didn't you need a scorecard. Now with that, you're going to need a plan. Now the plans are, are fantastic, right? So a plan is really three legs. Again, everything I'm going to give you is three legs. So with your behavior, right? We have goals. And then the bottom left of the behavioral triangle is the plan. With the plan, 
We have building it, tracking it, and then fine tuning it. Most people don't like to build plans because plans creates accountability. Plans are phenomenal. How do you know if you're on track or not if you don't have a plan? How do you know if you're in the, going in the right direction if we don't have a plan? Hell, most of us jump into our cars. We don't even know where we're going anymore. We just put in the address and hope that Waze or some other type of map type of process is going to drive us there. And then even when we're driving, it'll pop up. Hey, you have an accident, such and such. Take this and save yourself 15 minutes. So we all have some form of an understanding of how to get from point A to point B. That's your plan. Your plan is how am I going to get there? Now, there's a lot of components to a plan. But for right now, big picture, you got to build it. And your plan is how am I going to get it from A to B? And what are the elements I need to do to get there? The next piece I want to talk to you about is building the plan is tracking it. Now, a lot of people don't track. Now, they don't track it because for some reason, for some, it's they get the hell beat out of them when they do that, right? They track it and either their manager or someone else will look at it and, and it becomes an issue because they're not doing it consistently. What's worse yet is, is that they, they track it, then they start to make excuses on why the numbers aren't where they need to be. Or worse yet is they lie and they change the numbers just to make themselves feel better. How is that going to help you become better in your plan if you're not tracking it correctly or you're not tracking at all? How are you supposed to be understanding if you're on track or not? How do you, how do you understand if, if you're supposed to be here or not? It doesn't make any sense. It's like me jumping into a car and start driving south and I'm in New York and I start driving south to Florida and I end up in Minnesota. If I don't have a plan on how the hell to get to Florida, how would I even know I'm off track? So tracking it is important. Tracking your KPIs, which are your behaviors and your results. Tracking is about fine-tuning, which is the next area. Fine-tuning is the next piece of the plan. Plans are never to be created and then put away. A plan is your recipe for success. That means every Saturday, if not every month, you should be looking at where you are in comparison to where you're supposed to be looking at your ratios based on your tracking on what the ratios should look like versus what the ratios are. Remember a simple rule. We train to change ratios. We train to change ratios. So if you have a ratio, for instance, of a three to one or four to one, or my God, it can even be worse to eight to one, which is proposal to client. Well, okay, that's a great number to have because you're tracking it, it's not a great number to have if you want to be successful. So if you have those ratios and you know that your ratios are not what they're supposed to be, you have to start asking yourself unemotionally, what's happening that's causing that so you can pivot and make changes. No plan ever works the way it's designed the day that it's created. That's why you have to look at it on a weekly or monthly basis and ask yourself, what do I have to be doing? And here's the four things or five things you may want to ask. What should I be doing differently than I'm doing now? Second question you should be asking yourself is, what should I be doing more of than I'm doing now? Third thing you should ask yourself is, what should I be doing better than I'm doing now? Fourth and fifth question is, what should I start to do that I'm not doing now? Or what I have to stop doing that I am doing now? So at the end of the day, one of the things you should be asking yourself from a lesson standpoint, especially towards your plan and the results, 
what could I have done better? What can I do different? What do I have to do more of? What do I have to stop doing? Or do I have to start doing? Got to look for your lessons. The third piece of your behavioral plan in triangle is action. Action's all about three key areas. So action's about discipline, vitality, and guts. Vitality is about energy. Vitality is about the energy inside you. You are a manufacturing plant. It is very difficult for you to be successful if you're dragging ass at 10.30 in the morning. If it's two o'clock in the afternoon and you're yawning, that's not going to be success. So vitality is about taking care of you. Are you getting enough sleep? Are you getting enough food? Are you getting enough water? Are you taking care of your body? You'd be shocked on how many people are not as effective as they should be because their vitality level is low. Oxygen level is low when they're sleeping. The toxins inside of them is wrong. I mean, you just, you got to take a look at your vitality. Next piece is your guts and discipline. Guts, yes, you got to have them, right? No one's going to disagree that guts are important. But the problem with guts are, just like motivation, it goes and comes. Some days you're gutsy, some days you're not gutsy. Some days you're lean in, some days you're a wimp, right? So guts, yeah, I get it. It's important. But part of the issue is if you only have guts without discipline, you're going to have a comfort zone. What I mean by that is highs and lows in your sales and in your market and in, 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 in your results. So guts are important. I'm not going to discount that. Never will. But the most important piece is discipline. Discipline is everything. I don't care if you want to do your plan or not. I don't care if you feel like today is a good day to do your plan or not. That's your emotions getting involved in your plan. No, your plan's about discipline. Once you create the plan and you have your daily to-dos and you have your behaviors, you got to lean into that puppy and say, are you willing to do whatever it takes to follow this plan? If the answer is no, we do the plan. If the answer is yes, then giddy up and get it done. So discipline is about executing the plan you have in place. Because if you're not going to execute the plan you have in place, what the hell do you have a plan for? And if the plan's not going to be one you want to follow, do you really want the goals? So when you look at discipline, discipline is everything. And here's the rules you may want to write down to think about moving forward with discipline in your goals. With discipline, it's about doing a little bit all the time, not a lot, some of the time. You also want to make sure that from where you are, from a behavioral standpoint, if you do the behaviors, your results are going to follow. If you do the behaviors, your results are going to follow. In anything that you do, you have to do the work first before the results come. So that's really important from a rule standpoint. The other one you want to make sure that you have is is understanding that what we have from a standpoint is, is that when you have a good plan, And you're going to have your guts and your discipline is making sure that you have a conviction that's proportionate to the size of your objectives. So realize that if you're going to have some big goals, you're going to have to have a really large amount of discipline and courage to get there. And you got to lean into it. So when we take a look at your behavior side, again, remember goals, long-term, short-term, and daily, you got to have a plan. That plan, you got to build a plan. The plan should be telling you who you're going after, how you're going after, what's the results that you're expecting, what's the behavior that you have to do to get there, what are the measuring sticks that you need to make sure you're on track or not. And you got to track it. Never be afraid of what your results are. You're the one that did it or didn't do it, so earn it. Live up to it, right? Track it. Be anal about tracking. I hate tracking stuff. I do, but it's going to make me more money and less time why wouldn't I do it? It's nuts. We do it in everything else that we do. Why wouldn't we do it in our business? It's insane. And then fine tuning it, right? Always adjusting. Nothing's ever set in stone. 
And then when you get to action, it's all about your vitality, having the energy that you need to have. It's very tough to be successful if you're dragging your backside around the day and guts and discipline. Yeah, you got to be gutsy, but man, I, again, I don't care if you're in the mood to do something. I don't care if you're feeling it. Oh, that drives me nuts. I don't feel like it today. The hell does that have to do with anything? Your plan says you need to do these five activities. Go get it done. If you want the goals, do your behavior. That's what you got to do. It's called pairing the ferryman. So discipline is everything. Do a little bit all the time, not a lot some of the time. When you choose not to do your daily behaviors, you're honestly spitting in the face of everyone who's relying on you to achieve your objectives. So as we start to move on to the next building block inside the success triangle, we're going to be talking about attitude. We'll talk to you soon. Take a look at the behavior, create it, make sure you follow it, do a little bit all the time, not a lot some of the time. And remember, one of the best rules about Sandler that I love more than anything else is there's always a plan in play. There is always a plan in play. If you do not have a plan, you will become part of someone else's by default. There is always a plan in play, no matter what. If you do not have a plan, you will naturally become part of someone else's. Period. Next sentence. Whoever has the stronger plan will always win. Did you ever see a four-year-old or a three-year-old in a grocery store or sitting outside the house when everyone's trying to go someplace for dinner, right? Everyone's out in the driveway and there's a four-year-old sitting in the middle of the driveway crying, right? Having a conniptic fit. Well, at the end of the day, everyone has two different plans there. The stronger plan will always win. Whose plan are you working? Are you working your plan? Or are you working your prospect's plan? Are you working your plan? Or are you working that little person inside of your head that's creating doubt? Whose plan are you working? You gotta have a plan. Let's take a look at what attitude looks like next. This is the Building Blocks of Success with Glenn Matson. 